How can I grow in prayer? Because prayer is a relationship, we want that relationship to continue to grow and deepen each day. There is always more to discover and to love in the heart of God. So how can we foster that growth? We'll talk about three things that can help. First, cultivating silence and practicing recollection. Second, preparing for prayer. Third, making a daily resolution. Silence and recollection. God's language is silence. Mother Teresa once said, We need to find God, and God cannot be found in noise and restlessness. God is the friend of silence. Our culture is saturated with noise, so we need to take time to unplug, to turn off the music, to talk to God instead of scrolling on our phones when we're bored or have a few free moments throughout the day. It can be difficult at first, but we don't have to fear, because the silence is not empty. It's not a lonely silence. It is in the silence where we discover the presence of a person who awaits us, who longs to speak with us and to be with us in all things. Practicing silence can help us to maintain recollection of heart in the midst of the busyness, distractions, and anxieties of daily life. A recollected heart is a heart at peace. Silence and recollection can foster in us a living awareness of God. This is how we can pray unceasingly, as St. Paul urges us to do. The Catechism exhorts us, How can the Holy Spirit be our life if our heart is far from Him? It also says, prayer and the Christian life are inseparable, for they concern the same love. So in whatever way our prayer expresses itself, the one essential thing is our composure of heart, vigilance in keeping the word, and dwelling in the presence of God. This means prayer is not about fancy words or saying the right thing. It's about love, about being with the one we love and the one whom we know loves us. I want to tell you about our friend Andy. We first met Andy when we began our mission of evangelization on college campuses in Colorado. Andy is a very joyful young man with Down syndrome, and his mother is the secretary at the university parish. One day, a sister was writing a talk to give to the students, and Andy noticed her hard at work. She looked up and asked, Andy, will you say a prayer for me for this talk I'm writing? He responded, Oh, I pray every day. I will pray for you. Sister inquired, You pray every day? You must be close to God. He responded, Oh, we are very close. She was fascinated, and so she pressed him. Is he your best friend? Andy replied, No, we are more than friends. We are one. I'm in him, and he's in me. This is what we were made for, and it is possible for us even in this life. Practicing recollection and silence can help us get there. Preparation for prayer. While there's always room for spontaneity, and ultimately we want to be with God and speak to Him from our hearts all throughout the day, it is also important to prepare for that special time of prayer that we set apart each day. A priest friend of the sisters often reminds us, pray as you can, not as you can't. What does he mean by that? We have to live in the reality of our state in life 
and the circumstances God has allowed in our lives at this time. So if you are a wife and mother of several young children, your prayer is necessarily going to look different than a monk called to a life of silence and contemplation. And that is okay. What is most important is your commitment to prayer. So start there, and then choose small, attainable goals for what that prayer will look like each day. You'll want to think about what you'll pray with, praying the rosary or attending a weekday mass, or following along with Bible in a Year or another devotional. I would also encourage you, it's important to dedicate some time to silent mental prayer every day, even if it's only 10 to 20 minutes to start with. Before you arrive at that time and place of mental prayer, choose the anchor of your meditation. Scripture has pride of place here, but you could also use a devotional or a spiritual book. Read the passage you will pray with ahead of time. This prepares your heart to enter into prayer more quickly when the time comes. Then, when you get to the time and place of prayer, take some time to quiet your heart. St. Ignatius says to pause for about the length of an Our Father, and imagine God the Father looking upon you with love. Remember that He has been waiting to meet you here from all eternity. Finally, at the end of each period of prayer, it's important to make a resolution. We can't come before the living God without being changed. His love strengthens us, heals us, converts us, restores us, and draws us closer to Himself. His word is living and active. He has something to say to us every day, and we want to let that word impact our hearts and our lives. We don't want to let our prayer just remain in those 20 or 30 minutes that we spend in silence. We want to take the grace with us as we go about the rest of our day. Just as when we walk away from a delicious meal with family or friends, or after we watch a powerful movie, we continue to talk about it and savor the goodness. It's the same with prayer. So toward the end of the time of prayer, ask God if there's anything he wants you to change as you enter into the rest of your day. Is there some way that you can respond to the word that he just spoke to you, or the grace you feel you received, or simply the gift of being in his presence? St. Francis de Sales teaches that some of the fruits of mental prayer are holy thoughts, affections, and desires. And yet he says, quote, You must not stop short in general affections without turning them into special resolutions for your own correction and amendment. For instance, meditating on our dear Lord's first word from the cross, you will no doubt be roused to the desire of imitating him and forgiving and loving your enemies. But that is not enough, unless you bring it to some practical resolution, such as, I will not be angered anymore by the annoying things said of me by such or such a neighbor, but rather, I will do such and such things in order to soften and conciliate them. In this way, you will soon correct your faults, whereas mere general resolutions would take but a slow and uncertain effect." End quote. He's telling us that a concrete daily resolution is one of the fastest and surest ways to make real progress in the spiritual life. So what could a practical resolution look like? Maybe you make a resolution to ponder throughout the day the word or phrase of scripture that moved your heart, or to reach out to a friend who is struggling. 
or to apologize to someone and try to mend a broken relationship. You could make an act of forgiveness towards someone in your life who has hurt you. Or perhaps you realized you need to go to confession and receive God's mercy. Or you want to resolve to spend a little more time in prayer this evening or tomorrow. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and show you a way to make this time of prayer concrete in your life. Then, ask for the grace to follow through. You could also set a reminder for your phone or write yourself a sticky note. Whatever works for you to make a commitment to respond to the grace you just received. St. Faustina wrote in her diary, I am learning how to be good from Jesus, from the one who is goodness itself. This is what we are all called to. It happens little by little, but over time it adds up to a deep relationship with the Lord and a closer union with him each day. So that like our friend Andy, we can say, Oh, God and I, we are more than friends. We are one. I'm in him and he is in me. Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. Help us to keep growing in prayer and to let our prayer change our lives. Amen.